The following is a paid program sponsored by Crawford Management Group and Smart Time Consultants. Please be advised that the voices and opinions you may hear do not necessarily represent the views of KUNV Las Vegas, the University of Nevada Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hi, this is Leah Crawford. And I'm Rhonda Nolan. Welcome to the Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda show. We're here for you and we're ready to go. Let's do it. Good morning, Las Vegas. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Have Good you morning. been up this morning and done mm-hmm. your walk? Uh, uh, Hopefully have you, you have. Yeah. It's Saturday morning. It's time to get up and get out in that fresh air and do your morning walk. Yes. <laughs> That's all I can say is yes, because... I guess we need to, I mean, heart health is important. It is. And we have to work, we need to work out. We That's get, right. You know, even if you just put one, just put one foot in front of the other, walk to the corner and back. That's right. A couple times. That's right. But you need to get out and walk. Absolutely. Welcome to the Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda. I am Rhonda. I am Leah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So Rhonda, today we're going to do something different. Um, we're going to, uh, we got a guest in the studio and we're going to have him ask us some questions so we can have some dialogue because I know our listeners, you know, some people want to start small businesses. They have different questions. And I think that if we have a dialogue this way, let's see how this goes today. All right, let's try it. All right, let's try it. Uh All right. So today we're going to talk about how to start a new business as a sole proprietor. We're going to talk about what you need to do that and how you do it. Okay. Got any questions for us? I do. Um, all right, so I am in the media business. Okay. And I landed a client, um, okay. and I'm consulting her on how to create a podcast. Nice. Um, and I obviously want to turn this into a business so that I can do full time. How it. do I go about getting started with that? Okay, so what I would do is if you are starting a business and it's not something major, small business, I would always start off as a sole proprietor. I would not. My professional opinion, I would start off sole proprietor because of the fees. Um, you can get a state business license. You can get whatever jurisdiction you're in, a home-based business license. And you can get an EIN number. And even if you want a DBA, you can get a DBA with the county in that name. So you would get the DBA, go get the state business license in the DBA. Got and DBA it. is just doing business doing as, business as. It's just okay. doing business as, so you're not using your name. You can have a sole prop doing business as. You can get the federal ID number with the doing business as, and you can also get the home-based business license with the doing business as. And what we found out during this pandemic is those licenses are important. Because even if you were a sole prop, you would have qualified for a lot of the local monies, the state and local monies, by having the correct business licenses in the jurisdictions, right, to show that you were in business generating revenue. So those business licenses are very important. and. As a sole prop, you do save some money on the fees, the initial fees, and find out if you like doing a business, if you like being a business owner, because you also have to get a bank account as well. So um, find out if you want to do the business, if it's something that's going to generate money, right? Because, you know, three years of a loss is a hobby. Just real, just real easy. But just find out if you want to be in business, if it's something that you want to do and build it from there because you can always turn it into an LLC or an S Corp or, you know, you get more sophisticated as you start earning more money. But if you're just starting out and you're not sure you got one client because the moment you accept your first check, you're in business. 
That's right. And so the difference between um, having a sole prop license and an LLC license is several hundred dollars. It's $200 to have a sole prop license, and it's 575 to That's have an LLC. And you would go about getting this license at silverflume.gov. Right. That's where you go to actually do the business licensing. And you must have, if you're going to open up a bank account, you must have a license to do that. Otherwise, they're not going to open an account for you. So when you go to Silver Flume and you, and you purchase your business license, uh, after you purchase your business license, they will send you an email letting you know when they're ready. Then you log back into Silver Flume and you download those business licenses. And make sure you download them and save them somewhere. Actually, I would download them and then I would print them out. And I would have a, a printed copy in a folder and I would have my PDF on my um, computer. And the reason why I tell you that is, is because if you misplace the business license, they're going to charge you to get a copy of it. They're going to charge you $50. So say, you know, six months from now, you're looking for that business license because you're applying for a grant or applying for some money somewhere with a bank. They're going to say, oh, we need to see your business license. If you don't have a copy of that and you go back and say, wait a minute, I'm, I went back in Silver Plume. I don't see my copy. That's because they've taken it away and they will charge you an additional $50 to get a copy. Yeah, and it's only, um, the thing about it is, is that they download it and they have it in your file for 60 days. And best practices with documentation. Start in electronic file, right? Electronic file, or if you, like me, desktop. Um, electronic file, learn to use it and keep your documentation. And it could be NVSOS. The thing about Silver Flume now is that you automatically register for Department of Taxation when you set up your sole prop got it so when you set up you so you set up your account with the state and then you also set up with the nevada department of taxation and it walks you through the steps because with certain business and they'll ask you you know are you going to have employees are you going to sell products because they want to make sure that you have the right tax account set up and you'll get a tax id number as well so you want to just take i mean a lot of resources out there, but you want to take the time to make sure you have all the right business licenses um, in the right jurisdiction. And again, state business license first, then the jurisdictional business license. Um, and I know with the state of Nevada, it used to be very confusing, but they've tried to make it kind of simple for you to walk through to make sure that you have the right accounts with the right agencies in order to operate your business legally in this state. So we help people with that. We help people with that. Well, just to understand just what the flow is, because sometimes it can be very confusing, very confusing. It can be. And you mentioned, OK, so you mentioned taxes. Mm -hmm. So for an LLC or a sole proprietorship, are they the same when it comes to filing my taxes? Is it just like part of my personal income or is it something that I do entirely separate from my personal taxes? OK, so it depends on, on your setup. Again, okay. all right, so when we talk about taxes, Department of Taxation is something different because Nevada Department of Taxation, remember, in the state of Nevada, we don't have a state income tax, right? So we have the sales tax. So when people, you know, when you go, you buy something from a store and you pay that sales tax, well, that said um, store, vendor, whatever you want to call it, has to remit those taxes to the state of Nevada. And they do it either monthly, quarterly, or some people annually because they have a little to no taxes. So depending on your business setup will determine how much taxable income that you might have. And it's several, it's several different things because at the, I mean, for most businesses, if you have employees, you have to pay the modified business tax. That comes through Department of Taxation. If you are something somebody that collects sales tax, you have to remit that to the Nevada Department of Taxation. And then if you have, a, um, um, if you buy goods from out of state and you don't pay a Nevada tax and, and the goods are used here, there's a 
you know, uh, um, sales and use tax. It's, it's a use tax. So not complicated what I love, but I, what I do love about the state of Nevada is that the people down at the, the Department of Taxation will explain to you exactly what you need if you're confused. I know, I mean, I don't know what it's like with COVID, but they're very friendly. They're open um, and honest. But as a sole prop, you're just starting out. Because even as a sole prop, if you decide you want to stay that, because if, when you talk about federal taxes, if you're a sole prop, you do a Schedule C, right? If you are an LLC single member, you can do a Schedule C that's on your personal tax return, or you can elect to be in a corporation, which will be an, an 1120. Also, as an LLC, you can elect to be an S Corp. So depending on what you decide you want to do again, having that accountant as a friend, having that attorney as a friend, just having a casual conversation, or, you know, just going out and paying them for their service for an hour at a time, just to to understand what you're setting up. Research it on the internet so you have a basis to go by. And sometimes it can be confusing because there's so much information out there about what you should and should not do. My suggestion always is start off as a sole prop. Pay the licensing fees because it's a lot. Find out if you want to be in business or is this business profitable before you go spending a bunch of money. Oh, I got an LLC, I got an LLC. And then next year it's in default and in three years it's revoked because you didn't pay the fees every year. No, because honestly, once you start those, you got to pay the fees every year. And the fees are cheaper as a sole prop than as a, a LLC escort because the LLC annually with the state is $350 and a corporation is $650. So, you know, it's a lot of money when you're talking about renew, keeping up these licenses and then you got your jurisdictional license that you have to keep up because you want to be in business. So, you know, starting a business is, is, is real key. Just to make sure you understand what you're doing and then what the goals are. So, got another question? Um, okay. As a consultant, uh, I wouldn't be dealing with sales and use tax, though, no? Mm, you wouldn't deal with sales tax. You deal with use tax. Gotcha. Okay, because you still have to file the use tax. You still have to file the use tax form um, quarterly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a, just a use tax form. And it, most of the time it's zero. Okay. Because they base it on, did you get some products from out of state that you didn't pay Nevada sales tax on? You know, are you using something that you didn't pay in your business that you didn't pay Nevada sales tax on? That's the use tax. And for most people, it's zero. But they just want you to file the form. Again, doing your due. And it, it's no penalties if you don't own anything. So. Okay. Okay. Now but just for, understanding it. Now, for you, you're a little different, caller, because um, you are already in the business, in the media business, and then you're just starting a company that shoots off. So for you, because you're in the business and you do it every day, you don't necessarily have to prepare um, a business plan or marketing plan. But if it was someone who was opening up a business that they were not familiar with, they would have to have those documents. I would still do a business plan, though. And the reason why I would still do a business plan for him is because he is in the business. It's a lot easier for him to dump. Right. And and, and to talk about um, the services he wants to provide. What is said? What, what are people out there um, getting for those? What are they charging for those services? What are they actually being paid? And then. 
who is your competition? Because it's always good to know who your competition is. Um, so doing a real SWOT analysis. That's I mean, And then what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Where are your different opportunities and identifying? What are the trends? Because right now people are trending to social media, virtual stuff. And you're in media. So what are your trends? And, you know, so you can put everything together and start thinking about it, you know, thinking about it differently. And plus it might jog your memory to be able to service your client better because it'll give you some ideas for your clients. So I would, even if you're in the business, I would always do a business plan. Um, you would just use it a little bit differently because you are in the business, but you always have a plan. No matter what you do, you plan it. Plan it and then put some numbers to it. Because where, where do you want to go with this? Where do you want to go with this? You know, do you want to take your company public? That's a whole different conversation. And just ha and being realistic. And, and, and like somebody told me, if your dreams don't scare you, you're not dreaming big enough. <laughs> I like that. No, if they, they don't scare you because they should. I, you should be scared. I'm, I'm just scared to get out the bed. That's how you know you're thinking big enough. If you, oh, okay, I can do, mm -mm, you're not thinking big enough. Think bigger. Think bigger. Do more. Um, and um, going public, going public is real for people, you know, and it's about being around those people that are thinking like that. And how do you get there, you know? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, here's another question uh, about funding. Um, huh. I have a potential second client, but in order to get this client, I need to buy some equipment that I would be able to use. Hmm. Uh, video cameras and some stuff that I don't have or haven't got enough money from my first client to be able to purchase yet. Is there any options for someone? Again, that's equipment? why the business plan is right, right? Mm -hmm. The business plan is important, right? Because, you know, you have to have this equipment, right? And yeah. if you go for funding with some people, guess what they want to see? Business plan. Business plan. Yeah. They want to see your projections. They want to know what you're going to do with it. Now, depending on the cost of the equipment, all right? Mm -hmm. Cost of said equipment. Several different ways of small, small business owners. Some of us self-finance. That means we got credit cards. We go buy the stuff that we need and just pay the credit card bill back through the company. Um, loans. Loans are very hard to get externally, especially when you're starting up. Um, Got to have the credit score. And depending on where your credit score is, things like that, investors. So, you know, asking some friends, you know, you know you need X amount of dollars, show them your business plan and you can give them different things. There are so many ways to get the money. But again, got to think, you know, knowing how much it is, right? Got to um, create a budget. Got to create you have a budget. to create a budget for all of the tools you're going to need to run your business That's successfully. That's part of the business plan. And yeah, and the budget is part of the business plan. And then once you see what your needs are, it's called startup cost. Then you know exactly how much money you need. And if A, you need to work for three months and save it yourself, or B, go to a family member or loved one to ask for a, a small, a short personal loan. Or now, these days, a lot of these companies, they're offering um, loans, you know, right with the company that you're buying the products from. So you can go online and if there's, say, $1,000 worth of equipment you need, that particular company is offering you, you know, six months no interest or a year no interest. They will work out a payment plan for you to get that, 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 that equipment. Too. If not, then you take your Capital One credit card and you purchase it with your Capital One credit card and then you pay on it every month until you pay it or off. Or the other side, too, is banks. So when you go set up your bank account, a lot of banks, when new businesses come in, are offering. You know, I guess they pull up your EIN number, Social Security number, and they see, oh. And at one point in time, I know that one bank, when you walked in, they were offering you a $25,000 line of credit. Yeah, 
Yeah, so, right, right. No, it's real. Yeah. But that was some years ago. That was pre-COVID. And I know now with everything that's going on, um, they are slower to open accounts. But those options still could be out there. Because when you open up, even if it's a sole prop, it's a business account. And with business accounts, they are going to ask you different questions. You know, I know QuickBooks, when I was in the software, they were offering small loans to business owners. So it's money out there in so many different areas and arenas. But again, like Rhonda said, the budget, the budget, the plan, the plan. So what's the plan? What's the plan? And you can't just willy nilly. I'm just going, you know, hey, I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, flying off the cuff. No, man, plan this thing, plan this thing. Then dream big, dream big and put it on paper, dream big and put it on paper. What is it that you want? What is it that you want to accomplish? You know, your mission, vision, your value statement. You know, is this client, because if you're going out and buying this equipment for this client, is this equipment just sole use for this client? Or can you use this equipment with other clients? Mm -hmm. So it's just some, you know, some it's simple questions, you know, and sometimes I say common sense questions and Rhonda always reminds me, no, Leah, it's not always that, you know, <laughs> it's not that common, right? Because it's exposure. And what are you being exposed to, you know? And that's why the business plan then becomes important because when you're buying said equipment, you want to know if you can use it. How, how many times can you use it? You know, what is the equipment? You know, how, how fast does it depreciate? So it's a whole lot. It's a whole lot of stuff to think about. To think about. You got another question? Um, if I was to hire, I've never hired help and used the 1099 before. Mm -hmm. what, what is the process of... of uh, for tax purposes and whatnot, like to hiring someone as a 1099 contractor, is that okay, something so simple or is it? It's simple. It's mm, it's interesting. Okay. Because, all right, so you gotta. Um, I'm not gonna say employees, people that work with you. That's what we're gonna call it. People that work with you, yes, support staff, because employees are um, partners. Whether they're employees or partners, basically help you to get this product, you know, to, to sell this product. And I've seen times where people hired people to help them with projects and they don't make no money off the project because they didn't build it right. They didn't bid it out right. Mm -hmm. Or it went, it overran and stuff like that. If you went to hire, um, if you contract with, and contract with mm -hmm. someone to help with this project, First of all, there are certain things with being a contractor and being an employee. Now, if the contractor, do they have their own business set up? Do they have an EIN number? You want to get a W-9 form, okay? Because if you pay them more than $600, you have to give them a 1099 NEC at the end of the year. And notice I said NEC because that's a new form that just came out this past year, non-employee compensation. Okay. Got it? And, um, do, and, and little things... Does this person do this for a living if you're contracting them? Because you don't want to get into the thin line of are they an employee or are they a contractor? And a lot of people play on that line. Okay. Um, you want to make sure that this person is, you know, this is what they do and you're just hiring them for said purpose to fulfill this contract to service this client. So you want to make sure that the verbiage is there. But once you do say, yes, I got the contract, you pay them. If you pay them more than 600, you do have to give them a 1099 at the end of the year. Um, and like I tell people, you get the W-9 prior to you giving them the first paycheck. 
Gotcha, and that's over six hundred. That's you said over six hundred dollars in over a during year. During a year, okay. during a year, during a year. So it's calendar year. Gotcha. So IRS goes on. Even if the company has, um, if your company has a fiscal year in or whatever, IRS is 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 is, is calendar year. So all forms are reported calendar year. Um, now the taxpayer can have a different um, designation, but for the most part, all forms are um, calendar year. Calendar year. Calendar year. Good okay. question, though. Thank you. That was that was yeah. Because employees are yeah. That's a that's an interesting, it's an interesting um, topic. And I get into I have a lot of hard conversations with people when it comes time to get W nines from people that they're paying or mm-hmm. telling them that you can't take the deduction if you don't have the backup if you're not going to follow it all the way through. No, let's follow it all the way through. Let's report this income so you can get this deduction. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, are there any insurance considerations I need to look into as a consultant? And see, that's part of the business plan. Uh-huh. See, all these questions yeah. you ask, all this is part of the business plan. Well, uh, the reason I ask is I try, I've tried to fill out a business plan, and I see these questions, and I don't know. Right. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not, In your business, I don't know. I'm not versed. I would say always um, minimum policy. Um, and it's some um, a hazard insurance policy. Just what, and you can call somebody that does business insurance and talk to them about it because they're better versed in it. Um, like for my business, since I have a brick and mortar location, mm-hmm. we have the insurance for the brick and mortar, which includes the hazard insurance, which includes I didn't realize I had automobile insurance included. Right, that's what I said. <laughs> included in this in this pop no, because they read the policy to me. So. And understanding that um, you have to find out for your industry what are the best practices for insurances for that industry. And I'm sure um, find someone that does business insurance, they can basically guide you. And rule number one, we had a conversation. I was having this conversation yesterday on a um, on a, a um, virtual class in a virtual classroom. We were talking about being an entrepreneur and what bills do you pay first? And I said the insurance, pay the insurance first and then pay And then everybody else can figure it out. But the first bill is paid is the insurance. And I happily pay the insurance, Rhonda. Mm. Happily pay the insurance. Got it. And whether it's car insurance, sure. life insurance, whatever, pay my insurances first because if something happens to me, I need to make sure that everything else is taken care of. So God first, then the insurances, you know, and then everything. And then everybody else figure out. We all figured out after that. Okay. But, but you want to make sure that you have the proper insurances on your business because if anything happens you want to make sure that you're insured got it awesome yeah any other questions you might have i think you covered most of what i have okay all right but that business plan yeah and you want to know what's our writing it and if you need somebody to review it i'm sure Rhonda will look over for you that's what she does but um and i'm i'm she she's on right she's not paying me no mind right now but yes i am i'm listening (laughs) but i was just gonna say for you and for any listeners out there you know, if they want to, you know, run some ideas by us, you know, they could reach out to us. And the thing about it is, is that you want to have someone look at your business plan that is not in your business. Sure. Right. Maybe someone that's knowledgeable about business, but not in your industry, so to say, so that they can give you some constructive criticism. And I know some people, you know, they want to be, oh, I'm fabulous all the time. No. No, I like it when I'm not fabulous because you show me where I need to clean it up. 
things I can do better. Because my thing with business plans are the numbers. Making sure the numbers make sense. Because you can't tell me that you want to sell 2,000 widgets and you got a budget for zero. I mean, a budget for 50,000. I mean, just just the common sense. making Just making the numbers make sense. You know, what are your performer financial statements? And when you do the business plan, it might seem overwhelming at first. But if you chop it down into smaller pieces, it all should make sense because somebody should be able to read this. And explain to you your vision, because when you go to get financing and you go to do different things, guess what they're going to do? They're going to read the numbers and then they're going to look at certain places to make sure that you know what you were talking about when you were putting these numbers together. You know, there's a place in the budget in the um, business plan for startup costs. So if you know that you need certain equipment and you don't just plan for now, like I said, dream big. What does it look like for you to have the equipment you want to have this media company you want? You know, dream big, like go big or go home. I mean, go big. What does it look like? What does this raise thing look like? What does it look like? Interesting. And, and the reason why she said to have someone else read your business plan is because they can look at a business person can read a plan and understand that this is a great plan, even if they don't know anything about your business. And it also preps you so that when you have to go into the banks and get funding from and the they bankers, ask you questions. they ask you questions, mm -hmm. you can answer the questions and they understand what it is you're trying to do. And if and understand when you go into these banks to get these loans for your businesses, it's just not one person making a decision. It's a team of people. So said banker that you go to, you have to explain to him what you're doing. And then he has to go into another room and explain to five other people what you're doing. And then and they convince have to, them and convince them and convince that them. We sh they should give you a line of credit convince to do your them. business. Business, and then all five or six of those people have to say yes. They have to vote on majority you. of it. Exactly. In order for you to get the line of credit. So that's why it's so important to run it by other business people so they can give you a kind of idea if you're going in the right direction. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why I wanted to ask you, ladies, because I am not afraid to admit when I don't know something. Hey, you want to know what, <laughs> what I'm learning? The more I learn, the more I realize I don't know. And it's OK. <laughs> yeah. It's OK because I'm like, oh, wow. So that's how you do that. But what I love is. What, but what I love is because I keep a big, we keep a beginner's mind. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, really? Did that just happen? I mean, but also knowing that we have our past experiences because as entrepreneurs, you know, you have to be flexible. You have to be ready for change and you have to be willing to adapt, adjust and move forward. You know, plan, do and review, adapt, adjust, move forward. Some things I do well, some things not so well. You know, but I can improve on all of it because I'm human. You know, every day I wake up, it's a different day to start it all over again. But the biggest thing is dream big. What scares you? That's where you need to go. What scares you? What scares you? You know? You know what scares me? What scares you? Coming up with the plan and not having a way to execute it. Uh-huh. Guess what? <laughs> Once you come up with the plan, the execution will be there. That's right. Execution will come. Because I can't tell you I don't have... I don't have... I've had, um, I had no idea I would have this business because when I started it, it was out of the need. My, my, the job I had ended and I was like, all right, so I do tag. I play like I do taxes every year. So let me just go ahead and do it. You know, I got my first office. When I got my first office, the rent here in Vegas was $500 a month. And I was scared to death. I was like, well, how am I going to pay them every month? Now, 15 years later, 
the Got rent, it. The rent has tripled, and you still Red, pay them. Yeah, <laughs> and I pay him happily. Don't you know that? But the thing about it is, I was scared. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't go to work because I was I had a home office and I hired somebody and they were like, you know, I'm coming to the office. I was like, no, I ain't going in there. I don't want to go in there. No, for I mean, this is real. This is <laughs> this actually happened. And I had to look at me like, why are you scared to go in your office? What's wrong with you? And it scared me because it was like, you are really going to step out here and really provide a service. And kept on doing it and kept on doing it. And it's like all right, I can do this. But it scared me at first. Had no idea. And then having employees, because one time I had multiple employees, you know, having to make sure that they get paid after I paid the insurances. But, you know, <laughs> after I paid the insurances. But making sure that they got paid. So it's 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 a lot. And, it's, and, and walking into it, now embracing it and thinking bigger. Because now I'm planning to, I am going, I'm, I'm planning to hire somebody. Real, we're gonna hire somebody because I we need help. We got the business coming in. We need help to make sure that we can provide the same level of service to make sure that we grow and and, and grow effectively and efficiently. Because I tried growth before, I wasn't good at it, so I scaled it back down. Now we're gonna we're gonna do it again a different way. Plan, do, review. Plan, do, review. You know, so being an entrepreneur probably is the best thing that I, I can say that has happened to me. I love being an entrepreneur. Love it. Love it. Love it. You know, but dreaming bigger. Now I want multiple businesses. Scared me. See, that scared me. I want multiple businesses now. And I'm ready. It scares me. It scares me. That's how I know that that's the way I need to go. Got it? Very cool. Yeah. All right, Ron, do you got any closing words? Oh, 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 the idle money. What's going on with I would? I know. What's what's going on with the idle money? They they what they not going to give us the money, Ron? What do you mean? The additional funds. Anybody get funded yet? Not yet, but um, you know, you know the SBA. You know how they are. They're just okay. they're just crossing their T's and dotting their I's, making sure everything is in order. Okay, That's well, all. Okay. Well, can they cross them? <laughs> all right. <laughs> anyway, all right. thank you for joining the Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda show today. It was great having you. Thank you, Ray, for joining us today and asking us those questions. And listeners, we hope that the answers to those questions helped you. But if you need any further information, look us up. Or yay, look us up, look us up. Look us up. We're on Facebook at Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda, and we're on Instagram. So we're on all your social media channels. You can look us up and send us a note. Have an amazing weekend. Bye. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye. You have been listening to a paid program sponsored by Crawford Management Group and Smart Time Consultants. Please be advised that the voices and opinions you heard do not necessarily represent the views of KUNV Las Vegas, the University of Nevada Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education.